I wanted to talk uh, this week uh, or this month, because you drop by roughly once a month, uh, about uh, the guys. Uh, You know, men are critical. And by the way, if you didn't know, uh, Rebecca is the executive director of a Woman's Choice Pregnancy Care Center in Lakeland. So let's talk about the guys. Men are critical in the process of making a decision uh, having to do with abortion and life. What does the research show regarding this? Do Do you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you couldn't be more right that, and, and not everybody realizes that there's such a focus on this is a woman's issue from mm-hmm. every angle. And yet men really are so vital to the whole process because research does show that the male partner in a pregnancy is the number one influencer on a woman's decision, whether to abort or to choose life. Of course, there's other factors. There's other people, depending on what the situation is for her, whether the man is still involved in her life or not. But when he is, he's the number one influencer. And so if we discount him as not part of the process, we're missing a significant opportunity um, to reach her to make the decision for life. What do you think about guys being stripped of the role as fathers by our culture today. I know that's a really big yeah. uh, topic to, to embrace, but yeah. what are some of your thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah, no, I think that's so true, and I find it so sad, and I think it's something so obvious to all of us if we have eyes and ears in our culture, in, in the media, particularly on television and movies, um, you know, just all around us. Um, men have been just devalued in their role as fathers. They've really been stripped of their role as men, manliness. And um, I think that's something spoken about, you know, uh, within organizations that fight for family values and things like that. But but again, there's this focus on the woman in a pregnancy, and the fatherhood is not not valued um, in in our culture. There's there's a comeback because even in our state, I don't know if you're aware of this. Just recently, there was an initiative passed, and I believe it was the governor's wife who um, who was behind all of that to bring fatherhood programs to our state. Um, so that that's just a blessing. And on a national level, there are organizations who fight uh, to reinstill and teach fatherhood. Um, but part of the problem is the fatherlessness in our nation. It's like this com- combination of factors. First, we have the media, you know, completely devaluing men in their role as fathers. But then we just have the culture and the way it exists right now that one of the greatest epidemics we have is fatherlessness. So even apart from the media, you have young men growing up in homes without fathers, without male role models, nobody to demonstrate for them what it means to be a man, what it means to be a father. Then when he looks to his culture, his culture just mocks all of that. And so there's there's no way for them to grow up even knowing how to be fathers. And that becomes a crisis, especially when you're talking about unplanned pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, the culture, getting back to the, you know, the way the culture is set up and, and how the world thinks, you know, culture tells tells guys that they have no voice in all of this in an unplanned yeah. pregnancy. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a woman's issue. It's her body. It's her choice. And so yep. men have been trained to say, you know, I'll support you, whatever decision you make, but really their inputs and how they feel about all of this, it's kind of on the back burner. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Kurt. And, 
And it's really um, devastating. There, I, don't, I don't know if you're aware of this, but even in the decision to make an abortion, a man has no voice. Um, you know, when uh, a woman wants to place for adoption, you need permission from the father of the baby if, if he is known. When it comes to abortion, uh, there's no, no legal protection for a father of a child to have voice to stop an abortion. It is fully her choice in a legal realm. Hmm. And so, again, when you combine that with uh, the cultural views of men and this issue, um, really, they, they are given no voice. They've been trained over over decades to just parrot that. And, and, and I've heard it. I'm not just speaking from, you know, research and reading. I've seen it. I've heard it sitting in the counseling room when they are sitting next to a woman, if they have that opportunity to be there and say, you know, whatever she wants, uh, you know, that's okay with me. But then when you get these opportunities that we now do in the pregnancy centers to sit down with a man, man to man. So we have male counselors who may, we call them male coaches who meet with the men when um, a, a female um, coaches meeting with a woman. Um, and when they sit down man to man and you dig in, you find out that's not what he wants. No, but he feels like that's what he's supposed to say. Mm-hmm. And he thinks this yeah. is what she wants. And it becomes this um, cycle that just leads down to a decision for abortion because he's not given a chance. Have you ever heard women say that if they had known that, um, the guy wanted to keep the baby that they would not have had an abortion? Yes, yes. And, and I hate that. I, I hate the, the truth of that. I've heard it. I've seen it. There's, there's so many things that um, I think validate what we do in the pregnancy center. And that's one of them. The, the other is when I hear a woman say when she's in an ultrasound and she sees or sometimes even when I'm giving tours to women who've just coming to visit the center and they see the ultrasound and they see the baby and they're post-abortive, I've heard more times than I can count, if I had only known what I'm seeing now, I never would have done it. Mm. And the same is true, that if if she knew that he would have supported her. So so again, it's this, it's this little cycle where she thinks we can't do this, he doesn't want to do this. And he thinks she doesn't want to do this. I need to support her, you know, and they're not communicating and, and voices are not being heard. And so then it just leads, uh, you know, almost by default to a decision for abortion because nobody's really talking about what they really want. And so that's what the pregnancy center gives the opportunity for when we sit down with them face to face, when we give them a chance to know that they're being heard and it's safe um, to speak the heart and their mind and, and to help them work through it, then they get the chance to really act on what their heart wants. Is it hard to get the men involved with this? Like, you know, maybe they they take uh, they take their girlfriend or, you know, maybe it's even their wife, whatever the case may be, and they yeah. just uh, drop them off there, maybe just sit in the car or something. They, they yeah. don't want to come in. Yeah, actually, that's that's exactly uh, too often what happens. But but we are seeing a change. We are seeing a shift. And and one of the things that we have done as a pregnancy center, and I know many pregnancy centers that are doing this, what we've learned over time is that we have to be very intentional about it, um, not just sit and wait to see if he's going to show up. But when she is calling to make the appointment and, you know, I need a pregnancy test, I'm seeking an abortion, within that phone call, we're going to say, 
is your partner, you know, boyfriend, like you said, fiance, husband, whomever he is, is the father of the baby going to come with you because we have someone here for him to talk to as well. And then when uh, he does come, instead of just letting him sit in the waiting room, we make sure to send our male coach out there to talk to him and say, hey, you know, I'm here for you. You know, this is not just about her. And we even have a place within our center that's um, a decorated, for lack of a better word, for men so that when they walk into that space, they know that it's for them, that, mm, that we are there for them. It has to be very intentional. And we've seen growth from that. I can look back over the years, um, you know, sadly, where there might be a year where we've seen 10 or 15 men in a whole year. This past year, we've seen 150 men. Um, wow. And that was two months ago, 150 men who have come through and sat down with our male coach and have become a part of that process. And I believe that's only going to grow from here. Rebecca Klein is hanging out with us. She's executive director at a Woman's Choice Pregnancy Care Center located in Lakeland. We've been talking about men and the fact that they are so critical in the process of making a decision uh, whether or not um, to have an abortion and, and their influence there. You know, also, I was thinking, Rebecca, as well, when a guy says to the woman, it's your decision, man, that puts all the pressure on her to make the decision. And it's like she has to carry that huge responsibility afterwards. It's like, well, I yeah. made the decision. Yeah, no, no, yes, that's true. And and that's an unfortunate outcome that, that I, I know is not intended, you know. Um, again, when we look at all those other factors uh, that we talked about before the break, you know, that he's just kind of responding as he's been taught to do or lack of taught, uh, you know, teaching and how to respond. And so I don't believe he intends that, but that's what happens, you know, um, that, you know, when you say well, whatever you want, it's okay, um, then you're kind of releasing yourself, you, you know, in any decision between a husband and wife or two people, um, it puts it all on her. And so here she is again, and they're not communicating. She doesn't know what he really wants. Sometimes she doesn't even know what she really wants and and then feels just pushed towards this idea of, of aborting because she knows she can't have this pregnancy. And then she's carrying the weight of that. And I just think that compounds the weight of the post-abortion experience because they're just stuck there feeling fully 100% responsible for what happened when in truth he's an equal part of it. And, mm -hmm. and that's what we're trying to reclaim. You know, many men silently suffer, I know, with post-abortive shame and, and regret. And I yeah. gotta tell you, they need healing and hope just like the ladies do. They absolutely do. It's, it's, you know, already, whether we're talking about women or men, it's a very difficult topic to address. It's very sensitive. It's very um, uh, triggering uh, to many people. You know, it's something that really, that the Holy Spirit has to be working in a heart to draw them to that place to open themselves for healing, whether it's a woman or a man. Um, which he can do and he does do in amazing and beautiful ways. Um, but it's not something you can just go, hey, you've had an abortion. Come on, we'll fix you. You know, it just doesn't work that way. 
but even more so for men, you know, just in, in looking at the, the difference between the two genders and, you know, women tend to be more emotional and willing to get in touch with their feelings where men, you know, tend to be, I'm not saying they're not, you know, in touch with feelings at all, but it's not, um, you know, cultural and, and appropriate always for man, men to acknowledge what they're feeling inside. And so it is much more of a silent suffering. I, I think it goes for both of them, but I think more so for men because, one, they've been excluded from it. Hmm. So they feel this pain, but it's almost like they can't take ownership of hmm. it because, you know, he just said it's your decision, yet he knows that he's complicit with it somewhere deep, deep down inside. He knows he's lost a child. And I've heard men who have come to terms with it. I've heard men who've been through post-abortive healing say that just like women, every year that goes by, you know, that at the anniversary or what would have been the birth date, they think about the child that they would have had. Mm. And so they're suffering the same way women are too. Mm. That's another reason we need to reach them. I agree 100%. And something that we always discuss whenever you drop by is the fact that this is an everybody issue. Uh, There are many folks who love Jesus who have an abortion in their past. And um, this is something that is, I don't know, maybe you're listening here this morning, and uh, it's a very sensitive topic for you because uh, you remember what happened with you, whether you're a man or a woman. And Rebecca, we always need to not only warn those in unplanned pregnancies right now that you, you, you know, be careful. You do have a choice. God will be there for you. But we also need to, it's that fine line that we walk. We also need to extend the grace of God and remind folks who have an abortion in their past that, you know what, it is not the unforgivable sin, Mm -hmm. and Jesus' blood is powerful enough to forgive even this. Yes, yes, amen. I'm so grateful that we always try to get that message out there, Kurt, because listen, you know, when we're speaking about this, there's people who've turned off the radio the second they hear it, you know, because again, it, it triggers a part of them they're not ready to look at. But there are those who are still listening, and and I always just want to speak God's word over and to them that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Mm -hmm. and the enemy is a liar, and this is one issue he will use to just um, beat somebody up, women and men, beat them up for the rest of their lives. They can you know, have forgiveness in Christ. They they can be walking in a relationship with Christ, but this one issue they hold on to. Again, I've seen it over and over again, born again, uh, spirit-filled women, uh, mostly women, you know, uh, because men are not coming into this issue all the time, who uh, still carry guilt, shame and regret for an abortion until they go through that place of healing. It's something that has to be dealt with directly, like any trauma. You know, we go to counseling for trauma in our life. Abortion is a trauma. Mm -hmm. And so like any type of trauma, someone needs to go to a place, whether it's a counselor or a pregnancy center that provides counseling for post-abortive healing, to deal directly with that and rediscover exactly what you just said, God's forgiveness for um, for that sin and, and the grace that covers it to know that they don't have to continue to carry that. And I've seen it be completely life-transforming, completely life-transforming uh, for women who've gone through that type of program. 
Before I let you go, Rebecca, as well, um, yeah. let's talk to those involved with an unplanned pregnancy right now. And yeah. they yeah. are making this decision. Maybe they view abortion as a viable alternative. Right. Maybe they feel like they right. have no choice. And right. they are confused, and they are in the midst of this right now. Where can they go? By the way, I put a link up uh, to uh, to a woman's choice. I always do that when we talk uh, Facebook. Uh, just go to Curtin K Mornings, and you've got the link there. The good folks uh, at a woman's choice pregnancy care center in Lakeland, where Rebecca is the executive director. If you're in that area, they can help you out. Uh, where can they find help? I, they're, they're probably like if they're not in that area. You know, we have such a, yeah, a wide yeah, listening uh, area. Sure. Where can they go to find the kind yeah. of help that they need? Absolutely. And, and and the good news is all across our state in your listening area, there are wonderful pregnancy centers doing this good work. And so one, if they go to that link and they call a woman's choice, it doesn't matter where they are, we will help them find a place near them. And, you know, that's not our, our particular role. We will, if they're hearing us now and they call our center and say, I heard on the radio, I want someone to talk to, we will find someone for them. If not, uh, there are places online that serve as like, um, you know, a, a resource to be able to find pregnancy centers in a particular geographic area across the nation. Uh, there's one called optionline.org, um, and optionline.org is a place where you can type in a zip code and they'll send you to pregnancy centers all over the nation. Mm -hmm. uh, there's another called pregnancy decision line.org. Um, and both of those exist to do exactly what you're seeing, help people find help. You know, if they're in that place and, and they, they're confused, or even if, like you said, they, they think abortion is their only answer, the key is talk to someone about it. Even if you think that's the only answer, this is a big life impacting decision. And you need to make sure you know the facts and that you've taken time to talk to someone who truly cares about you so that you can walk with confidence in the decision that you're making and know that it's the best decision for you. Rebecca, thank you for being with us. Always a pleasure. Uh, thank you. Thank you guys so much. God bless you on your day.